If you've been pondering politics this week, then you've come to the right podcast. This is Pondering Politics. But what are we pondering this week? Are the Conservatives cheating? Who won the first 2019 election debate? Is Trump's time in office over? And who won the first 2019 election debate? Hang, hang on a minute, you just said that. But it's such a big topic, I thought we should give it some extra time. Okay, I'm Andrew the Man on the Street. And I'm Simon the Man on the Classroom. Together, we're Pondering, pondering Politics. politics. I think the Conservatives are cheating. Like, you I, I, you I, do, you mentioned this. I mentioned this and I wanted to talk about it because, like, politicians, as unfortunately everyone knows, aren't the most honest of chaps. And yes, because of the way the game is being played, you have to bend the rules and you have to call out your opponents. And I'll, I'll, I'll put it in a clearer way. There's a certain amount of skullduggery that takes place in elections and it's generally accepted if not appreciated. But I think there are two clear incidents this week where the Conservative Party especially have just have, have jumped over my personal line of, oh, that's not on. That's not cricket. That's not elections. Are you sure? Because the Conservatives are normally the the virtue of goodness and, and, and honesty and helpfulness and love. I, I don't know. I, I think probably they're probably half six of one and uh, six of the other, quite frankly. <laughs> yeah. uh, but um, but the, the, the two I want to talk about is this. First of all, the... They've been, they've been accused of two things, one of which we know is definitely true and one of which is an, an accusation. And I'll, yes. talk, I'll talk about one and you can talk about the other. Right? Okay. So the first one is last night during the first 2019 election debate, which we'll be talking about later. That's, that's pretty mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Conservative Party HQ rebranded their Twitter account, as in, you know, changed the banner at the top and changed the name of their Twitter account to something like Fact Checked UK or something like that. Because, I mean, you know, there are there's so much fake news around at the moment that certain sites have, have cropped up that just exist to check facts and basically like, oh, this story is not true. This one's definitely fake. This one's true, etc, etc. And the Conservative Party rebranded their HQ Twitter account like one of these independent, neutral, fact checking um, sites and then proceeded, proceeded to then just tweet out uh, during the election debate. Um, basically saying that everything Corbyn was doing was was false, which maybe I'm not getting involved in that debate, and everything Boris Johnson was saying was perfect. And it means that people who were kind of following Twitter during that time and looking to see if the politicians are telling the truth or not will have this website that looks like an independent fact checker, and it's not. It, 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 am I overreacting this one? I think it sounds I, seriously dodgy. I, seriously see, dodgy. I see what you mean, but as a throwback to last week, <clears throat> are the... Conservatives just relying on people to actually look at things a little bit more. And I know it's a weak argument, but like we said, I think it was last week, I can't remember, but previously we did mention, should people be double-checking their facts? And it did say at Conservative HQ underneath it, I mean, yeah, they changed the colours, but and, yeah, I mean, it's hard to defend, but if someone double-checked that, they would, maybe they should have went to another fact-checker to see if that fact-checker was right. Well, the, the the defence that was given by Dominic Raab this morning, and I, just, I don't sympathise. It's, it's like when a, a Republican sent out to, to defend Trump after he's tweeted out something <laughs> horrific. You know, you can kind of feel them. They must going to get there. Go, what possible defence going to have? But Dominic Raab's defence of this this morning was: no one gives a toss about what happens on social media, and it's just like is British politics reached that point now where we can just kind of say, yeah pretty bad but no one really gives no one gives a crap everyone else lies so why can't we it, it just it, it really feels like like you know politicians will criticize each other you know politicians will exaggerate each other's mistakes and ignore their own shortcomings and and that's kind of how the game works but to, to actually rebrand yourself 
to look like an independent fact-checking website. It, it feels like cheating. Like deliberate, deliberate, de okay, deliberately sell, uh, sending out misinformation. Not not, so, not an exaggeration, but an actual lie. So, in your opinion, was it done on purpose to to fool people? Oh, hundred, hundred. In my view, a hundred percent. Because something, something like that isn't an accident. It's not like when someone I don't know, gets drunk, does something stupid, and goes, "Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to do it." It's not like when someone um, you know reacts badly or something like that, or you know, or even someone intends to do something good and it backfires. You know, this was a pre-planned rebranding of the thing yeah, and the it, thing is i know i know i'm being really negative on this one so i'm kind of hoping the labor party does something similar so i can have a rant against them next week because mm -hmm. I, I don't want i don't want to be kind of too biased on this, but i think this is really bad behavior and I, and I think where where you might want to write about it in an exam or where you want to debate with people and things like that is you know but can you what is the impact of the media what's the impact of social media and and it spreading disinformation and and even the political parties are getting involved now in spreading openly getting involved and the thing is, I'm not. I'm not naive. I'm sure political parties have been lying for years, and but but this is like right in front of your face lying. It's like, by the way, we're going to lie tonight. Here they come. Anyway, so we're, so, there's, so what's the what's the second way they've been cheating? This unless you just get something else you want to sell. No, no I, I'm finding it extremely hard to defend it. But um, <laughs> <clears throat> so therefore, I won't. There you go. Um, yeah, moving on to the second part. So getting back to of, our, of the conservative cheating. Yes, yes of the conservative cheating. And this one, I feel I can defend a little bit better, okay. if it's true, okay. you don't know it is. But it comes back to our little friend who I had a bit of a rant about last week, uh, Nigel Farage. He's been saying, quite publicly, and even at the end of the debate, there was um, interviews. Yeah. And it was all the leaders that wasn't part of the debate. After the <clears> first <throat> 2019 election debate. Well, you do love this debate. So we're going to be discussing it later. <laughs> uh, so he's basically, basically saying that not only has himself been offered peerage, yeah. Um, to, to step aside not just now but in the past as well so when he was part of UKIP mm. and he even got pulled up by the interviewer the interviewer said oh for legal reasons we should say these allegations yep. and he just went straight over and went no 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 no, no this is true this actually happened <laughs> I like the other stuff <laughs> yeah, I like all the other things um, he's, he's been saying that Brexit MPs or people running to be Brexit MPs yeah. have been offered peerages as well in the areas now that Tories could be Labour yeah. holding seats that obviously all four parties are going to be running for now. So what, why might this be seen as cheating? Because people do get offered peerages. What's the what's the angle? Because it's speaking to you previously as well. This this is a little bit different because it's a a government in power offering someone outside of their ecosystem, so mm. to speak. Um, and I, I'll explain that in a second. The, the what I mean about the difference. Something outside of the Conservatives gain to step out of the way and disrupt the democracy of the whole situation yeah. of voting for parties where normally no, 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 my defence of this is that I don't think it's that different the outcome the, the act is outside of the party but the outcome is not very much different of when you're trying to get someone in a party to vote another fellow party member vote for my policy and I'll make you the next Home Secretary vote this way and I'll do this go out and say this and I'll reward you this way yeah. it's very similar but there is a difference, obviously, because they're not all conservatives. I think there's another difference in that. I, I think it's really bad as well. And I, I think the other difference is that this is directly trying to influence democracy and voting and things like that. Like, I think it, it, you've got a situation that in, in a few weeks' time, we're going to the polls, we're going to be deciding our next government, and they are using their, their governmental powers, the prime minister's uh, prerogative powers, 
to create peers to try and change that result of the next election. And the comparison I would make here would be directly with what's going on with America and Trump. Trump is in trouble because he's been using his presidential powers of foreign aid to try and influence the next election. And I feel that this is the Conservatives doing the, the same thing. And, and what also goes with it is that this is, they're offering peerages, which is the House of Lords as well. And some people are fans of the House of Lords and some people aren't. And I genuinely think there's arguments on, on both sides. But one of the strong arguments against the House of Lords is that it's, a, it's an unelected institution which has an impact on our political system. And so you're, 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 all, you're almost doubling down on it. You're kind of saying, well, actually, so we're, we're now going to fill the House of Lords with people that have been bribed um, to, to, and to, to affect our kind of democracy. Gosh, I feel like I'm being really, we're being really negative. We should have, we should have started with a, with a happy, clappy story. No, last week I had a rant. And this is your this is rant, my rant. rant this week. Is, this is, it's fine. But the, the other funny thing, I don't know if you know this, uh, Nigel Farage has said he would like, if, he, if the Brexit party did win, yeah. which we don't think it will, but let, let's say it did, he would scrap the House of Lords and bring in something new. Quite a lot of them are. If you go on which to... Is, but he's being offered if you, a place he's in the House of Lords. Yeah. Like if you go onto the BBC site at the moment, they've got a really good page which taught, tells you about the, the different policies the parties have, and it's, it's worth having a little rummage around. But I, I would... Um, I would definitely recommend going to the democracy section. Like what, what you know, it has things like what are the parties planning to do in the NHS, what are they plan to do. Like. But if you go to the democracy thing, nearly all of the parties are planning on lowering the voting age. Most of them are having some sort of reform to the House of Lords, and many of them have got some sort of reform to the voting system. So it's only really the Conservatives that are pulling back on that, um, or, or are, you know, mm. arguing for the status quo. Not not a quid pro quo, because obviously that would be someone else. Um, <laughs> but before we move on to that. One, yes. one last point. So, with with the second part of our yep. Tory cheating thing, if they did take the offer and Brexit voters were denied a chance to vote for the Brexit candidacy, mm. then there isn't actually that much. I know, like technically speaking, you know, naughty, but the people can't vote for the Brexit party. They're going to vote for Tory anyway. They want Brexit. Surely, I mean, no one's going to vote Brexit and then go, ah, oh, oh, the Brexit party's not there now. I'll just vote Lib Dems instead. It's not like it's all going to end with the Brexit situation. It's not going to end with... It'd be a bit different if they were offering Lib Dem candidates. It's also, I, mean, I feel Personally, I feel this one isn't as bad as the Twitter thing, in my personal opinion. I... Just, just, no, just I leave the sentence I, there. I, 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 I think this one might actually be worse. The Twitter one, I think, is, is uh, not illegal. You know, it, it's really bad form. Mm. Is is bad, bad is not. Whereas good. I just not. Correct. Whereas I think offering peerages is it illegal to offer someone a peerage if they do something? I mean, they, we should look some, some people got week. some people got got in trouble for it. There was a cash for honour scandal uh, uh, five ten years ago where where people yes, were bribery and corruption. Kind of bribery, bribery, you know, but is, is this just bribery going the other way? So instead of someone saying I'll give you a fiver. Um, and then you you make me a lord. This is the other way. It's more like kind of saying I'll make you a lord if you give me a fiver. You know, it, it, it's <laughs> it's just doing it the other way around. Um, the, I think the the second interesting question. I mean, this is the Conservatives cheating, but then the second question is, is it actually going to make any difference? Like like because because they've been busted on both of the mm. fronts. Nigel, one of my students today in class was saying how well Nigel Farage was coming talking last night, and he communicated really well. And and this this Twitter scandal is kind of all over Twitter, obviously. Um, but I'm sure we will have forgotten about this in two days. Well, this is the thing that this is what I, and one of the other points of this is that I know we're not on the debate. Per se, yet, but what of the 2019 election? Yes, debate? we haven't mentioned it. But here is your opportunity to mention it one more time. The people who just are in their camps—they're not going to be swayed. It doesn't look like this time, and it's been like that for quite a while now. I think since possibly since Brexit. 
I was a bit too young, like going back into the eighties and stuff to really know. But if you're going to vote Tories, you literally could just well, not not you, but Boris could mm. do nearly anything, and they'd be like, yeah, 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 I'm still voting Tories. And Corbyn could literally come out tomorrow and say, no, I'm full Marxist, communist to the UK, <laughs> whatever. It, it doesn't matter what side do. If you've already decided at this point. You're not going to be swayed. It's the but, middle. But it's me and you who can be swayed. We will decide. Partial it. men of honour. But it will impartial. Um, the, well, I was chatting to this about one of my other students today. We were talking about the voting system when I was teaching her about First Past the Post. And uh, we were talking about the fact that actually there's huge amounts of safe seats in the UK. And, and that, you know, places where a certain party is almost 100% guaranteed to win. Like, like my area. And then, like you've just pointed out, there are large amounts of people that already know who they're going to vote for mm-hmm. and nothing will change their mind. Um, so this election, and the same with almost every other election, is actually going to come down to a relatively small amount of people. It, it's, it's people who are swing voters who also live in a marginal seat. Yeah. You know, so you have to, and it is them ultimately that will decide. And the question is, will they be swayed by the first 2019 election debate? <laughs> will they be swayed by the fact that the Conservatives are cheating? Will they be swayed by I don't know whatever Labour's done wrong this week? I'm sure there'll be something. But you, you know what I mean? You know, will what what will cut? through and i'm reading a, a book at the moment on the brexit referendum and the um the point that keeps coming back from there is this 350 million pounds on the bus which which has been which has you know kind of become a bit of a kind of a joke but the point the book keeps making is that was the message that cut through that was the when you had people that were swinging from one side to the other that the, that idea of we could spend this money on our nhs instead cut through and i wonder in this general election what will be the message that gets to those people that could that could change their minds sorry that was quite long that's good thank you thank you i'm glad you enjoyed it <laughs> i did I, hopefully someone out there agrees with that. <laughs> all eight of you listening <laughs> thank you mother oh, six <laughs> <laughs> right is trump's presidency over so this is right hot off the press this one um, because literally as we're recording this, um, Sondland, who is one of, uh, he's a top Doppelmand, uh, Doppelmand, brilliant, a Doppelmand, Gordon Sondland um, has given his testimony. He's, in, he's the US ambassador to the EU who's working with Donald Trump's personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani. It's the first time he's given evidence in public and he has massively incriminated not just Giuliani, Giuliani, who's the, who's the, who was the, Trump's lawyer. He's he's directly incriminated Trump and other members of the uh, the top circle, Mike Pompeo, John Bolton, others, saying they're in the loop. And he's basically just said, "Yep, there was a quid pro quo. Yep, there was uh, a a scandal, effectively, and it's on the record. It's public. Um, and I mean, this is this is big. This is big. There there is no way now that Trump and the Republicans can turn around and say these accusations are." False or your or your well they wish they could but they 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 they've been, well, they, they, they they have already. Well, <laughs> oh, Trump, Trump released a video of him saying no. Basically. But, but they've been arguing so far that you know who's the whistleblower. They've been arguing oh the process is wrong. They've been arguing all these kind of things. But you know with with a, with a testimony like this, um, it is like you'd have to as a trying to be independent. You'd have to at this point kind of go well this has definitely happened. This is this is no longer mm. just a, um, a you know a he said she said type thing. You know this is this has happened. So what's what's next now that this bombshell has been dropped? What is the next steps? Can Trump just ignore it? Well, what do you think? I mean, is is this president's over? I mean, you know, the- I mean, I very different from what we spoke about before with with the Brexit on the talk because this is a foreign influence. Yeah, someone asking another country, another power, 
closely connected to Russia, yeah. by the way, to interfere in their own democracy. Yeah. It's not like he went to, um, I don't know, I can't think of any third like um, presidential <laughs> campaigns ever, mm. but um, the another party in America, he didn't go to them and ask them to do something. Who's American? He went to another country mm. and did it. So, and yes, it's much his- worse. He's but like we've spoken about before, and, and definitely illegal. Yeah, but he he just does seem to just go no, and that's it. That's yep. the end of the situation. And he's obviously just waiting for the next scandal to come. We, we're and definitely this one go away. <laughs> we we are definitely living in a political time where people are less sensitive to these things, and there are advantages of that because I, I remember that TV show we watched last year about the uh, the very British scandal about that Jeremy Thorpe. Oh yeah, that was the, good. You know, and where 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 if you were gay. Yeah, that was the end of your political career. Yeah, and it is so good that we no longer live in times like that. And I would even say that it's good that we're no longer upset. We're no, we're no longer obsessed with our politicians' sex lives. I think I think it's you know I think it's good that our politicians behave appropriately and things like that. But I think people are entitled to a private life. Mm. But have we now gone too far that we can actually have cheating with the House of Lords? People, uh, you know, using going to the Ukraine. I mean, is this actually going to change? Like you said, just like you just said, is this going to change anyone's mind? The fact that. Beyond reasonable doubt, now we can say the president has acted illegally. I think I hope I can say that. Please don't sue me if I can't. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, I, allegedly, I, I think if he does just ignore things and hope for them to go away and go no, 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 no. I think it it just calls more for a reform. That if someone is caught completely, which then gets onto the point about do the courts throw out president, mm. overturn an election and stuff like that. But something needs to happen because if someone just ignores this and it's yeah. Once the outcome comes out, if they the verdict is yep, definitely, which yeah. it looks like it will be, mm. but you can't just ignore it. It's different from oh, he had an affair, she had an affair, yeah. they did this, they did that, which has got nothing to do with your job. This is this is his yeah. job. This, this is his actual job. And it's like me an, an going action. into like the equivalent because my job is definitely not as important as the pro, uh, the the president of the United States of America. But if I went in and just I don't know randomly licked a PC on her and just went what. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I, I can't. I just, I just can't. I just don't get it. Which then raises the question, I guess, from a political point of view. Or if you, if you're thinking of the question, you know, does America have a an effective process to remove a, a president? And, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm please don't think I'm, I'm Trump bashing here. I, I'm, I'm directly talking about the president. Let's just say we've got a president who has acted illegally. Forget Trump just for a second. But if you've got a president, make it fair. Say it was Obama and he cheated. And yeah, that was completely fair. Now. You know, do we actually have? A, do sorry, do Americans have a, a, a an effective system for removing a president acting illegally? Because what we probably know is going to happen is that probably the Democrats in the House of Representatives yep. are going to put this one through. Yeah, because they think they've got beyond reasonable doubt now, and then almost certainly the Senate is going to shut down. Now, of course, I may be putting words into senators' mouths here. You know, I'll, I'll, and I'll, I will kind of happily be wrong, but surely if the if the Senate, for political reasons, will not remove an illegally acting president, then the system is wrong structurally. Yeah, I would. I mean, I haven't got long, long answers to that, but I, I would agree. But I can't see the way out of it, as per previously discussed about getting law involved in politics, mm-hmm. lawyers removing people, forcing and overturning well, elections. We have, results. we have this thing in the UK now called a recall election. So, say your local MP. Who, who's your local MP? Uh, Nadine Doris. Oh, the jungle one. Yep, the one who watched the books and stuff. Oh, okay. So, so, the, so say Nadine Doris does something dodgy. Um, she hasn't, as far as I know. <laughs> Sorry. <Don't>, Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Nadine. Um, Sorry. If you can now get a petition, if you get a petition with a certain number of signatures, it triggers uh, an official um, uh, recall, recall count, okay. which then also has to get a certain number of signatures. 
Um, and if that happens, then you then trigger a, a by-election. Um, and obviously, to do it to an American president, you'd have to do it on a colossal scale because you'd mm. need literally millions and millions of votes. But, but at least then you'd have a feeling of where's the public at. Without an actual Without an election. Of, without an election and also, you know, there, there is something distasteful about having a judiciary mm. remove a president so the in, in the same way that there's something distasteful about having a political appointee keep the president in. Yeah. You know, I don't know what the solution is. And what system would that be based on? Because if it was just pure number of people voting, yeah. well, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, Hillary, if it was just on the amount of people voting, Hillary yeah. would have won. Yeah. So she, if she, it, she won the, the popular vote. But lost if the this fantasy re-election yeah. <laughs> happened, would it be on those basis of just how many people voted? Well, this is the problem: is if you have a system whereby my, my, the system I'm suggesting is not perfect and it's no. very flawed as well, because actually they could have the people could have triggered a re-election almost straight away because there'd be more people that voted against Trump than for Trump. So it's, it's just it's so. Just, what, so what, what if is it actually just to swing this round really quickly before we move on to the next subject? If this fantasy re-election thing that you're you're you're, you're talking now. What if we come back and the people just said, or people of America just went, we don't care, we want Trump? Then it would, that would be the people have spoken. Yep. They, 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 That's democracy. Yeah, because ultimately the rule of law is, is at the behest of the people. You know, mm -hmm. by, by, it's, it's, um, it's the social contract. It's the idea that people, people, people choose to submit themselves to the law in, to, in terms for the benefits that it gives. That, that, that's the whole principle behind some people like... Um, John Locke's work and all, all sorts, but it's the, it's the idea that obedience to the law is is a voluntarily giving up of your own sovereignty for, for mutual benefit. Okay, we, a bit of political philosophy on, on, on a Wednesday, um, Wednesday night. Right, moving on. Were you aware that there was a debate last night? I missed it. Did you? It's these two guys. There's something to do with government. <laughs> all right, let's go. Okay, <laughs> I've, been, I've been talking loud. So why don't you talk us through the net, what, what you how you saw last night? So last night there was the first. 2019 election debate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there was. And it was infamously uh, Jeremy Corbyn and Boris Johnson because mm. other people weren't allowed to attend, and which they lost their little court. Yeah, they lost case. Their, their it got court. thrown out. We discussed, that, we discussed that last week. Go and watch episode two. Yeah. Yep. Um, episode three, sorry. And it started off quite well. Everyone was introduced and everyone was quite, you know, that's cool. You know, and hello, it started hello, off. Hello, and hello. as we predicted, and it's not just us, we're not like geniuses, but a lot of people have been saying this in the mm. media and stuff. It started on Brexit and Boris was, in my opinion, whooping Jeremy Corbyn. Jeremy Corbyn couldn't answer the questions properly. He was like, he was on the fence and it was that whole argument. And Boris was just like, he, he knows what he's got. He's got, he's got a deal. It's microwave ready, stick it in the oven and all that business. Get Brexit done. Get Brexit done. And Corbyn could not really come back from that. But then as soon as he got away from Brexit, two things happened. And I think the audience and the UK seems to have noticed as well. Speaking on behalf of the entire country. <laughs> Speaking on everyone. <laughs> Just trust me in this. But um, Boris kept trying to get it back round to Brexit. Yeah. And every, as every question. What do you do about climate point? change? Get Brexit done. <laughs> I'm holding up two colours. Which one is blue? Brexit. Um, everything was Brexit. Somehow. And it was comical at points. That he, to the point that the audience was laughing at it. Because he just literally, nothing to do with Brexit. And he brought around Brexit. And that's when I felt it started to turn. As soon as he got onto the NHS, and there, there was one big turning point, in my opinion, that they were both addressed, uh, they, they both got put to them about the really negative stories recently yeah, in the press. Their own personal yeah, scandals so, or whatever. As we mentioned, obviously, last week as well, I think, or the week before, about Tory MPs coming out saying Boris is 
basically Satan and dishonest <laughs> yeah, and the Labour Party is very anti-Jewish and anti-Semitic and has, stuff like that has been had accusations in the past yeah. Corbyn uh, went in straight to it saying no any form of racism is disgusting I don't want it in my party we'll take action we've been taking he, action Bom-bom. he also f- quite clearly said anti-Semitism is wrong which is something he said problems with in the past because I, I seem to remember there was some interviews yeah. where people said to him is anti-Semitism wrong and he said all racism is wrong and they said yeah but is anti-Semitism wrong and he said all racism and, is wrong and he fixed that last yeah, night yeah and he has to fix that because so, so many times like the RRA question yeah. did what the RRA do was wrong all, all terrorism, terrorism is wrong, wrong. Yes, like no you, but I'm asking you particularly but yesterday he didn't he just went straight in with that def- completely answered the question without even mentioning Boris in his answer yeah it went on to Boris. It was something a question about his integrity or something. Yeah, it was, it was about basically that he... Do you think uh, you might be a lying little... <laughs> do, have you ever been in a relationship that you haven't cheated on someone? Which is, yeah, nothing to do with his job, but hey. Um, and he just brought it back around to Brexit. He brought it around to Brexit and then went back onto Corbyn's point yeah. and didn't answer the question. And people just, just lost to him. Why did you think that caused... Why was that the turning point? I think it was the contrast of Jeremy Corbyn actually answering the questions... But not, after not the Brexit, after not Brexit. the Brexit one. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. one, it was like I was watching it going, Boris has won this. He's yeah. just destroyed it. But he, he, after that, he answered all the questions, whether you agree or disagree with him. And some I agree with him, and some I very much disagree with him. Yeah. But he answered the questions. He got to Boris, and he was just like Brexit, and Corbyn's scum <laughs> every single time. And, and the just... audience was laughing at both. But we'll talk about the audience in a bit. So let, let's break this down a little bit and kind of go through. So let, let's go back to the point about. Corbyn's Brexit defence. So Corbyn yes. is Corbyn is trying to go down the line of you the people choose. He, he's he's deliberately it's obviously a chosen a deliberate tactic. Oh, he's, he's sitting on the fence of we're going to get a new deal and then we, you you the people are are going to choose. Um I think there is a logic to the the viewpoint, but he's basically saying second referendum, but we're going to remain politically neutral. How should he have answered that question? Bearing when that's his policy, basically second referendum, how should he have answered the question last night? Well, I would have liked for him to actually answer the question, <laughs> you know, because he didn't. Because the, the question put to him was... Which way oh, will you campaign? Which way, which way will you campaign? Yeah. And and then it, I think there was a further follow-on question, do you believe in Brexit or do you yeah. want to leave? Yeah. Um, and he didn't. He just kept saying, no, no, what we're going to do is we're going to negotiate a good deal and then we're going to put the deal to the people. Yeah. And it was like, but hang on, that wasn't the question. That wasn't the question. I, I agree so, he didn't answer it. So what, what's the... You know, sometimes you're just screaming at politicians to be like, just say this. But what, what's I, his way... I particularly like it if they just address the fact that they're not answering the question. Sorry, yeah. I'm, I, I'm not going to answer that because I feel my answer may have an effect that I don't want to have an effect. Right. If he said, he's, he's answering the question. Yeah. What, so you, you're not going to answer that question? No. I've just told you why. Okay. No. Yeah. Not just pretend the question, the question never pretend happened. Pretend the question is not there. Okay. It drives me mad. And that's what people on the street don't like about... <laughs> <laughs> don't like about politicians. It's like you ask them a direct question. Like... So how should Boris have answered the, the integrity question? Because, you know... His past history, because he, he can't. The reason why I'm not going to answer that is because I've got. You know, what, would he, what would he say? <laughs> I'm a scallywag. <laughs> but you know what? He probably could have said, and that. he should have done. And if actually, he just pe- said, a lot of people like him, yeah. and, and they don't mind the dishonesty. They, they, yeah, if he just said, "Oops, Daisy," <laughs> that kind of thing. I, I know a lot of people who think, you know, oh, he's a player, he's a dog, and yeah. all this other stuff. They've literally said that. Oh, Boris Johnson is a character, isn't he? But I was speaking to um, some people after the debate, and I felt that I felt that by the end Corbyn had edged it. I, I agree with your point that I think Boris starts better, but Corbyn edged it by the end. But then I spoke to other people that were just like, "No, Boris wiped the floor with him. Corbyn couldn't answer the Brexit thing." So, so 
I guess we. I guess every. Well, I thought. What I thought was especially interesting after talking to to those people is that it was it was entirely possible to watch that debate and come out with completely different views about who's won. I mean, obviously, Conservatives are going to say Boris won. Obviously, yep. Labour's going to say Corbyn won. But even as us as trying to be relatively neutral and other people as being relatively neutral can still watch that debate and come out with different winners. I, I think it where your your principles and what your what your really important subjects are of yep. the election. So yep. if you're if you're the election for you is all about Brexit, Boris won. Right. If the election for you is all about hospitals being unfunded and free broadband and stuff like that, yeah. then well, obviously Corbyn won because you don't care about Brexit. It was it was interesting to see how weak to Corbyn was on on the Brexit one, although he did make his point, and how strong Boris was on the Brexit one. Get Brexit done, get Brexit done, and then role reversals. How weak Boris was when as soon as it came around to public services, mm. and how strong Corbyn was. When he when he started talking about NHS, and he used that example of I think it was a friend that had died recently in hospital. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, mean, I always think it's a bit care. You've got to be careful when you use personal stories because you never know it's going to come across. But I think it came across okay, mm. and and it, it, you know it, it's very hard to know how to how the election is going to go because you you really could get a person last night that watched that debate and go, I believe in Brexit and I believe in the NHS and I don't know who to vote for. Exactly, I completely agree with you. The other point was there was you can even you can even get someone that go I believe in remaining and I like I'm a fan of people dying and I don't know who to vote. <laughs> yeah, sure. I love when people die in hospital <laughs> corridors. I just went to see my nan the other day. She was dead all because of the Tories. I'm voting Conservative, but um, no. But seriously, I disagreed with a point of Jeremy Corbyn. So I've just just made time. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You can yeah, yeah, I'm continue. Just wondering what I need to edit. <laughs> No, there's no edits. No edits now or never. It's brilliant. Um, I forgot my, my trailer thought. No, Corbyn, I didn't agree with one of his points, and he turned me around to it yesterday because I did a little research after he said it. So it's the four-day working week. Right. And it ruined the economy and blah, blah, blah. And I read, I read all these things before, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I can't see sure, that. Doesn't, really. Sure, that doesn't make sense. Though. I, mean, I mean, it's a lovely idea. No, no, no. This is what I'll get onto. Okay, okay. Just patience, my friend. Make I know patience, this, bad one. The debate is making you overexcited, I can see. It's because we've got Vianetta dancing. Oh, Vianetta! Um, <laughs> product, product, product placement. <laughs> Unfortunately, we don't get paid. No, we don't. We don't. Yet. Had to buy um, Vianetta. Damn it. Uh, yeah, it, obviously, if Wolves is listening to this podcast, it's very unlikely. But if you do want to send us some Vietnam, so we, would, we in, wouldn't object. In the post. <laughs> just, it's just cream. Anyway, I went and researched this claim. And it actually turns out productivity does, in, in countries that have introduced yeah. this. Because because one of the UK's pro- problems is that... You we're, know, we're stressed. We, we're, well, we, it's just we, we work a lot of hours, but our productivity is way, way, way down. Yeah. And the countries that have adopted this... Their productivity is through the roof. They've yeah. got more life work balance. The workforce is happier. Productivity is higher. And there's loads of studies now that are actually saying that the if you take a week a week's worth of work and try and shove it in three days, number one, you work harder because you've got a smaller amount of time to do it. You you haven't got any time to, to talk to someone over a cup of coffee at work and you know go on a long, long yeah. lunch break, and you'll have more time at home. So he actually turned me on that bit. I mean, I know you can't apply it to every single industry, but yeah. he won me over on that point. And uh, Boris Johnson made me laugh when he said he was going to give uh, Jeremy Corbyn a copy of the Brexit deal for his Christmas <laughs> present, which was great. Did, did Other than Brexit, did Boris make any good points or thoughtful points that, that you think will have hit home? Because I, I, I think the Boris 
the Brexit point, he hit very well. Like, oh, he, God, yeah. He, he pinned Corbyn down on it, and he made that point over and over. But then, like you said, it became a bit farcical. He brought everything back to Brexit. Mm. I mean, is Brexit just such a good point that it overrides everything else, or did, did Corbyn even have any other point? Yeah, I mean, there's got I, I'm mixing questions there. But. I Before yesterday, I would have said, yes, Brexit is such a big point that I don't think you need any other points. Mm. I think the debate actually showed that's not the case. Because as soon as it did naturally move on from Brexit which it can't be a whole debate about one mm. subject. As mm. soon as it did, Boris Johnson looked really vulnerable. I, I was, I mentioned this to you earlier, but um, there were some really quite tragic stories about the NHS in the news this week about longest waiting lists of all time, um, longest, longest times to be seen in A&E of all time. You have some really, really damning statistics that just that show that the NHS needs help. Mm. And I think that will very much play to Labour's strength because, because effectively the Conservatives are in charge right now. Yeah. You know, if they were going to sort the NHS, why have they not? Or you know, it doesn't have to be the Conservatives. You know, any party that's in power, if there's something going very much wrong while you're in power, you've got very little chance to uh, defend it. But next week, we're coming to the end of our podcast. Thank you for watching. Um, so, listening? <laughs> Unless they are watching. Somehow. Uh, somehow. Um, the Next week, I think we'll be looking at the manifestos. Uh, the Lib Dems manifesto came out today. Uh, we've had the Brexit Party's manifesto, the yep. Green Party's manifesto. Labour's tomorrow. Labour's tomorrow. And and I think Conservatives are Friday. So I think next week will we'll be our kind of breakdown of the individual yep. kind of party policies and seeing where they're standing on various issues. Um, if you've got any questions you'd like us to cover, then please do get in contact. We're also going to go and see Roy Stewart next week. Yes. Uh, we, we, we're on a road trip. <laughs> <laughs> Potter, pottering politics on the road. Uh, we're going to an, an event with... With Prospect magazine, um, and they're talking about has there been the, is there, is there has there been a death of liberal conservatism? Um, so we'll be talking about that as well. So please come along and join us to listen to, again to us talking. And just to let everyone uh, make everyone aware that the the podcast is now available on literally everything. So you can find us on Freezers. Apple Podcasts, <laughs> Freezers, Freezers. Thank you for that. Uh, SoundCloud, Spotify. Spotify. Yeah. Just Google Podcast, that it got released there the other day. We're, well. on, we're, on, we're on Google now as well, actually. If you Google Pottering Politics, it now comes up. Whereas before, whereas before it was like Pottering is not a word. Oh. <laughs> did you mean. <laughs> yeah, did, you, did you mean this other podcast? No. No, 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 no I no, meant this one. So, yeah, if, if, if you're listening to us through uh, one of the smaller ones and you want to go on Spotify, then be our guest. We're there now. Cool. Thank you for listening. I hope you found it educational and made you potter. <laughs>